Hi, Internet. Welcome to Rambling Tea Time, your favorite podcast to have over tea. Hey, everyone. What's going on? Chris and Kim here again, as we will be, because reasons. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, how have you been, Chris? I have been well. Very, very well. I've been doing some stretches in the morning, and I'm getting up a little bit earlier, but I've been... I've been feeling very good lately. Really. My, I haven't had as much bad, like, maybe cramps when I get up in the morning. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've been feeling good. Even though the weather's kind of chilly, which normally I hate, it's actually been okay for me this year. Wow. Going forward. I'm f- glad to hear that, but I've been feeling bad. <laughs> really bad. Like sick, sick bad? or No, not like that. Just... My whole body aches. Mm, mm. You gotta, gotta exercise some more. <laughs> <sighs> I guess so. Anyway, what are you drinking? I am drinking a plain black tea. You know, nothing fancy today. Just a plain black tea. Uh, I don't even know the brand. What? I don't... It's You know, just regular ass tea bag, black tea that you could buy. It's the most common type of tea that is sold it's the most common okay, but tea there are different tea. kinds of black okay. teas it's, as well it isn't an amazing black tea it's just a common tea bag black tea like a limpton or whatever okay you know that type of but tea. you don't even know the brand i don't i just know that i just grabbed it mm-hmm. heated it heat got pour some hot water in there let it sit add a little bit of sugar and some creamer and it tastes okay it's it's nice it's hot it doesn't taste terrible it's a regular black tea I should have done that. Mm, why? The tea that I am drinking, ugh. <laughs> it just ruined my whole time I was having right here. It's the, what is it, Raspberry Zinger Oh. by Celestial Seasonings. The fruity, the fruity teas. You know, we were talking about how there are some people who don't like the fruity teas. Yes. I'm actually one of those people. Yes. But these ones... I thought it was the sugar amount that I had put into the last one, mm-hmm. but it's just, are all of them like super overpowering with this sweetness? And the smell is disgusting a little okay. bit. Okay, I also do not like that raspberry one uh-huh. of the set that they have. Is it just I'm choosing badly? I don't, uh, <laughs> not all of them are going to be winners. Not all of them. I like Clearly. some of them. I like some of them, but I also do not like that raspberry one. It just, it doesn't work for me. It really doesn't work for me. The smell is kind of like a medicine. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's what I thought that too. I've had before. Like that, that you know, I those cherry meditation. Yeah. To take as a kid. Yes. Yeah, always in that. That smell. Yeah. And the taste is again. I did not even put in a lot of sugar. Yeah, maybe you should add it's more sugar. It's all <laughs> in my head from the one sip. Mm. The fruitiness is there, but it's super sweet. Oh. Like punching me sweetness <laughs> in my head. Like when a I'm candy? Drinking. Like candy? Mm, kind of. Here, here's the thing. You know when you get those snacks and they're flavored with 
the the whatever the fruit is. Uh-huh. But it just tastes like a whole bunch of sugar and kind of that flavor. Because that's what they are. Yeah. This <laughs> tastes like that. Oh, okay. I don't I don't like it. I don't that's like fine. it. I also all. don't like that. I just don't like how it tastes. Yeah. I just don't like how it tastes. So it's just like mm, this is a miss for me. I like some of the others. One or two of them I don't like. I think it's that one and I think there's a blueberry one or something like that. I haven't tried the blueberry one yet. Oh, okay. But all you know, I do not actually like blueberry. I know a lot. In... I prefer the only way that I can really eat blueberry is the fruit straight up fresh itself <laughs> when it's in other things or other things are flavored, or it's, artificially flavored. Or it's just disgusting yeah. i like it i like um, it in pastries and stuff like that i don't mm. i enjoy it. blueberries fine you know the more and more i hear myself it seems like i'm this picky eater but i'm not no no you're not you're far from picky you just don't like <sighs> One or two things. That's not picky. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not picky, internet. Not anymore. When you were a child, you were annoying as shit. I know that for a fact. Uh, yeah. I mean, children normally are picky-ish. You don't want to eat anything that's not, like, candy. But you were weird picky. I think that I'm still th- that way, though. That's why I say... <sighs> Maybe, but not to the extent... You say that, but I think that I'm more picky today. Really? Yeah. I kind of disagree, but you do you. It's only a, when you think about it, it's only a few things that you don't like to eat when you think about it. And that's for a lot of people. That's the norm. It's not even that I don't that I won't eat them. You know, it's the way they're prepared. Ah, yeah. Or okay. what they're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how I've had them before or my bad experiences with them and not wanting to have them ever again. Yeah, I understand that. It's really mainly the way they're prepared. Ah, okay. Yeah. Then that just means you should probably just deal with those things like, I guess, blueberries. What else do you, you don't like when people or like just you prefer to do it yourself? What type of foods of. Hash browns. All the hash browns I ever had tasted like dirt. (laughs) (laughs) When other people do it for you, or if you buy it, or something like that? Yeah, all of them. Like, I could taste the dirt. (laughs) I mean, it's potatoes. Yeah, I could taste the dirt. Oh. When you do not though. I'm not saying, oh, it was a very natural, earthy (laughs) flavor. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it tasted like dirt. Oh. Straight up dirt. And I have actually eaten dirt as a kid. Did we have this conversation? Yes, we've had okay. this conversation. I didn't like times. mean to eat it, but you know, kids eat stuff. And <laughs> that, I remember what dirt tastes like. And when I have had hash browns, tastes like dirt. It tasted like dirt. <laughs> it w- And here's the thing it's not like I went in thinking all oh, hash browns going to taste like dirt. The first time I had hash browns, it just tasted like that. <laughs> and other times I've had it and it still had like that, yeah, Dirt. kind of not like, nice taste. Like somebody got the most rusty potatoes yeah. and they yeah. even washed them. <laughs> Maybe they did wash them and they rubbed off the dirt into it. Maybe your um, your tongue just picks up the potato taste strong. Yeah. But I can make hash browns. And they don't taste like dirt. Exactly. (laughs) 
So why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've had hash straws for other places, but I haven't had this issue. I know what you're talking about. I You've have had, had that taste. I've had, I've had that taste where the potato definitely was not cleaned or it wasn't like cooked properly. Exactly. I, I haven't had, had the raw. hash browns at the good places that you have. <laughs> next time, share with me. Mm, okay. That's oh okay fine maybe next time that's fine yeah how did we get to hash from oh right you're talking about foods and yes. stuff that you anything yes. else you were picky about that you just don't like how people cook um I don't know about people cooking them I can't think about anything right now but I know that I didn't like tomatoes do you remember that I have a friend who doesn't like tomatoes but I. I, do, I eat tomatoes now. It's not a big deal. I know. It's weird as well. Because I, I'm not sure why I didn't like <laughs> tomatoes. I I asked myself, was it because sometimes, you know, tomatoes have inside them the slimy part? I with actually the love that stuff. part of the tomato. And I know that it can't be that. It can't be that. It wasn't because that you didn't like Because I love either. okra. Oh, God. And okra is like super, Okra's uber disgusting. slimy. Exactly. So it couldn't be the sliminess that turned me off. I'm not sure what it is. Is it just the taste of tomatoes? I'm honestly not sure. I have no idea why. Because I, didn't I remember like them. when we were younger, the whole thing was um, you like cucumbers and you like tomatoes, and, and we didn't I, like. The and we either. didn't like the other for some right. reason. But now, as adults, I know I don't mind eating cucumbers at all. I don't like you don't pickles. Assume, you don't the so much fun. like cucumbers, though. I I didn't really like. Um, cucumbers a lot growing up. I really right. Didn't. I'm saying you don't so much like them now, though. I don't mind eating them. They aren't a vegetable I go out of my way to right. eat. Right. But I don't have an issue eating cucumbers. I vehemently hate pickles and anything of that sort, though. I'd eat pickles, but I, I wouldn't. Hate them. I hate them on. Whenever. I wouldn't grab a pickle to eat as a snack. Something like that. <laughs> you know, they give you the snack. Not the snack. They about? give you the pickle alongside your lunch here oh you mean like in in school, school. yeah yeah i yeah. never could understand that <laughs> but they do and it's just a thing there for a snack for whoever for your meals people or enjoy it i don't as understand i have it. I hate seen pickles. myself but it's not something that i would take as you know the side dish to my <laughs> Lunch. I don't know, chicken sandwich. I just don't get it. Yeah, neither do I. I, I mean, I've, I've been given jars of pickles as gifts, and I'm always like, thank you. Yeah, but you know what we but do with why? them? We cut them up and put them into our dishes. That's what I we know, do. But, but we then... don't just eat them, like, we don't just open the jar and eat it as a snack in midday, no, like between no, lunch no. and I dinner. Mean, or I still don't, I still don't like pickles in food when there's like, cooked up or whatever i still don't like it. i still oh, really? don't like it. i really don't i know there's numerous things that i've eaten over the years that have pickles in them but i still do not like pickles mm. it's one of those things where it's like i can't eat it doesn't mean that i like it right you know it's just i don't know something about the process it just yeah it's like with the blueberry this... for me any big product that has in blueberry <laughs> It's not that I can't eat it or I won't eat it, but I don't like it. Yeah. The taste is, it's weird to Which me. Which is weird. I really love blueberry muffins. Ugh. 
Like if you want to throw up. And blueberry pancakes. Gross, 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 gross. Everything gross. Okay. This is great to me. I think it's, it's the flour around it. You mean around the, the mixture of the two flavors? I like think that? so. Yeah. Great to me, I guess. You just don't like it. Yeah. Right then. So, <laughs> let's move away from our food peculiarities. <laughs> what were we going to talk about today? Um, Today, we were going to talk about, I guess, tropes and genres in media overall. Right. Though we've had, like, this kind of conversation in, like, I think, in other podcasts. I think podcasts. we'll continue to have this conversation as long as TV shows and films and anything really to watch to has continued to be made. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think both of us decided to go and search out for our own tropes. Yeah. I know we might have a few that might interlap with each other because mm-hmm. we both... We've both talked about this type of stuff over the years and things like that. Yeah. So, I know this is on your list. So, let's just get it right out of the way. What's it? The first stroke. Amnesia. Yeah. Amnesia. Yes. And I visited TV Tropes today to make sure that I got the name for some of these proper. Or just to see the different variations on how these traits work. Mm Mm-hmm. And because there's, there's, well, there's so, there's so many ways to use amnesia, and many, many of them I do not care for. <laughs> right. So overall, I hate it. Um, the, you hate having stories. I hate stories. the trope amnesia. There's only one way, that in my opinion, it? that it works. How? It's when the show or the book or the whatever it is, whatever the story is, it starts off with the character having amnesia. And we go along with the character to find out what is going on in their lives. How did they come to have amnesia? And we try to find out where the story is going along with them. Okay. You prefer the fresh out of the fish out of water, sorry type of scenario when it comes to like amnesia then the character has no idea what's going on neither do we right neither do we it has to be neither do we okay if it is in the middle of the show or wherever it is after we found out a good deal about the character this is how this is more or less how a we're talking about it from the point of view of the main of a main character or maybe a side main character i'm just saying because the POV from which the um, whoever is the amnesiac person, it might change depending how you. Like. I just didn't I say the main character. Ah, sorry, my bad, my bad. If my we're bad. talking about amnesia, and it's a side character that has it, then it'll probably not be a big deal because mm. we will not see most of the story from their point of view in the first place. Okay. Okay, so it's not that big of an issue if it's in that type of scenario. Will it? <laughs> Christopher, we won't see the story from their point of view most of the time if it's a side character. If it's a main side character or a main <laughs> character, then you can bet that it'll be the whole thing. There'll be a big deal about it. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify because I just I didn't want it to be that you just hate amnesia like whenever it shows up i just wanted to know if other instances of it maybe not for like a main character or side character or maybe if people have to deal with people who have amnesia 
how like or if you I just... also think it's a problem dealing with someone having the amnesia <laughs> as the main character. Let's say the main character is dealing with someone else who has amnesia. Ah, okay. And that person is a main person in their life. You understand? Yeah, the, the, yeah, They'll yeah. be central to the story somehow. It, if I... we're starting from the beginning, yeah. though, it, you prefer it. You, you just prefer it that because it's so much easier... I guess get invested because you nor the character knows what is going on and there's a mystery to find it out. Right. It's best when the audience is able to get on the train and go along with it. Mm. If the audience already had been on the train mm. and then all of a sudden a character just gets amnesia. Exactly. And then we have to continue on the train line. When our stop came up, though, we were ready to get off at this station, but now we have to stay for on for the ride. Yeah. It's no fun. It also depends, I guess, on how the amnesia is played up for. Because you know, like, like a lot of times, sometimes in maybe gag or comedy mangas, you know, it's just like a one episode type thing. This person forgot how to do X, or they got bumped on their head, and all of a sudden they're. They forget for the episode, then they spend the entire episode trying to get the person to remember who they are, why they are important to to whoever or whatever. That type of scenario okay. is more comic, comedic. That could amnesia. be funny, yes. but it can also be annoying yes. if it's too long. I know. If it's just lasting one episode or one chapter or, you know, if the yeah, story most of the time isn't... If it's comedic or it's a, for a gag for like that week or whatever it's just right if it isn't too long and the audience doesn't have to suffer i feel (laughs) then it'll be fine but if it's extended so uh... let's set up a scenario so main character has been going on on their journey for however long and in the middle of the art they have to fight the big bad they get hit by the big bad and then all of a sudden or no the big bad messes with their memories using some means whatsoever and they now have no memory of who they are then you have to deal with the situation of everybody around the main character helping them or you're going to go down an incredibly re- a different arc of the main character trying to relearn who they are that becomes frustrating as a reader or a yeah. re- watcher because you've already seen a person get to a point. Right. I don't want to see them have to pick their have to, life up again. Then they have to do it again. Or, doesn't, I agree with you. The Depending on how long the amnesia arc is or yeah. how central it is to the plot line of the story... Depending on how far you've seen the main character go, however long it, the 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 length of time the amnesia cannot be too long. You yeah. you cannot have character to then have to essentially or to essentially become a different person altogether. Oh my god! You want to know bringing that, that up? That happens, I but hate, I I don't. I hate I don't when they like do that, that for villains. I kind of hate. When the villain, villain has a done a whole person, bunch of nefarious shit, and then they, they get somehow, amnesia, yeah, 
or somehow they're brainwashed or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Things happen and they forget who they really they were. They forget who they and were. And now they're this new reborn person and we're all supposed to be like, yeah, like this guy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, I understand the the idea, but I hate it. This is what I, I think. absolutely when hate. You when you do it in because, a way where no, the person's then... memories were taken from them, I don't feel... I, I don't feel connected to that person still because they didn't come about their new character on their own. You want to know why they do that though? Whenever you see a villain loses their memory, it's normally to fast track them onto a redemption arc. All the time. All the bloody time. It's always to fast track a redemption arc for so-and-so character. And I absolutely hate it. I think do villains need to be redeemed? Not all of them. Some of them, if it's they're, what they're doing is evil, can be relatable. And you can see why they're doing something like that. Maybe there's a redemption arc. That but brings like, me to... No, that's but, one of my tropes as well. Oh. It was that when the villain has a sad or dark past right Ooh. when they're troubled no. they, there's that trope yeah, you know yeah that it'll be they'll just they become this bad person because of all the horrible things that they went through and yes i think okay lots of people have gone through the horrible things because you know the funny thing is like the worst car- like thing if most of the time that character the villain can sometimes be the same thing as the main character in a different story. Yeah. They've gone through a whole bunch of horrible shit, so they turn and they do horrible shit in turn. And we cheer for them because the same reason. I do not like that trope. That horrible stuff means that you can do horrible stuff as a villain, but you can get redeemed. Because of your past, it means that you become the bad guy basically <sighs> or you'll do evil stuff i don't i guess i understand what you mean but the, the like actions do shape people not everybody comes out the same yeah way. i don't really think that's everyone a in a sense comes but, out that way <laughs> but some people do right i wish they would stop saying that the villain is like that because, because of their past they have some though. dark sad past therefore they're the villain yeah that... you just want a villain is like I'm evil because I'm evil because I'm evil. Yes. I just don't like people. You prefer... Something like I that. I will say I agree. I've been... We've seen... It's been lacking, I guess, in a lot, uh, too. This is it. A villain Who's just who has evil. no reason. No reason. It's just because. They just <laughs> do just because. They because will get they to, can. They will get their goals through violence and they do not care who you are, what you are, whatever. Or they'll just do whatever, however they want. It doesn't matter how it affects anybody else. That kind of villain. But I think people can't... You know who this reminds don't, me of? They don't want to write that into their story because how do you connect... Yoshikage Kira from Jojo Part 4 reminds me of that. It's pretty much that. He doesn't... He does everything. He lives his life well. He tries to stay out of trouble. He is a fucking murderer who has a hand fetish, women hand fetish. But he makes sure that he does everything, that he doesn't draw attention. And he just does what he wants to, to, lead, to, lead, to live a good life. He just wants to be left alone and live his life. 
He is a villain. He is a terrible human being. But he does not care. He doesn't really have a sob story either. Because... Right. A villain, I think, doesn't need a sob story. No, they don't. There are people out there... Who are straight who are up just, evil. But... You don't um... have to have a sad backstory. <laughs> I think the, we were talking about sad backstories because of the whole redemption. Normally, whenever you... Ha- when a villain has a redemption art, there's two... They do the whole... They had reasons for doing it and then they had then they show you i just wanted a world of peace and to get peace i decided to use violence blah 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 which i'm reading a couple of things where the main character is exactly that and i am enjoying it but i do hate how quickly other characters sometimes forget how evil of former Claim a former villain in quotation marks turns out to be, or how yeah. quick some people are to give redemption to somebody who was evil. Yeah, yeah. Before, because there's a greater evil now, and we need to put our, you notice it. We, it's, there's a greater evil now, and we need to put our um differences aside and fight X. But then, the the. All the other terrible things villain A did kind of just gets forgotten by the main cast. Or the fucking story ends without resolving that after they beat the big evil. Yeah. You know? It's like, no. Don't, no. That person needs to go to jail. That person needs to be tried for fucking crimes against humanity. Because of what they did. No, it doesn't... Just because you, you you forgot the memories of you committing crimes does not mean that you did not commit those crimes. Exactly. You do not deserve a redemption art because your memory is gone. No, you killed and raped and pillaged a village or whatever or a town or you killed somebody and you stole their jewelry. You committed a crime. And just because your memories of the event are gone don't mean that you didn't do them. So whenever I see that come up, I'm just like, so because they have no memory now of the crimes they did, that means they're a different person? No. They just don't remember that they did something evil. I I hate it. But yeah, they were evil before. But because they forgot who they used to be, they're a good guy now. I'm like, that's that's, that's not how this works. No, no, they, they still need to pay for the crimes that they've done. We need, not we, we, but we, we need, not in real life, <laughs> but in stories, a villain who is just evil for no reason. I mean, that can get kind of boring, isn't it? If there, if there's no reason behind your villain being evil, you kind of stop, you kind of don't care about them in a way. You need to have something. You need, there needs to be something. Like, Kira's whole thing is that he just wants to live his life and he wants to avoid um, bringing any drama to him, but he still kills and takes women's hands because he's a weirdo. But his whole point, he's going to live his life and he's going to do it no matter what. He's going to continue being an evil bastard no matter what so he can live his life happily in his weird, twisted way. Right? So the... There needs to, the bad guys always has some motivation for what they do. You just want somebody whose motivation isn't tied to some tragic backstory, or yes. they were hurt when they were a kid, or they, yes. or they, 
they grew up in a certain family situation that made them twisted or whatever. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I understand not wanting somebody who's like, I'm here to do this because I want to steal some shit so I can buy some shit or build some shit or do some shit. Or you just want a psychopath, crazy person, kind of like the Joker. So, <laughs> I mean, there are types of villains and like that so you just gotta look for it i guess some stories aren't all one-dimensional i guess there are plenty of villains out there who fall into the just being evil for being for the lulls as they say anyways let's go on to another trope this is on tv tropes it's called cannot spit it out essentially characters have information that would indeed help a situation or explain why something is happening, but they never said anything. I have something similar to that. Or and maybe their lack of actually actual communication leads to worse stuff. I have that happen. as well. Yeah. I have inability to communicate <laughs> yeah. properly or miscommunication. Yes. And most of, you, you see this a lot in comedy because it's mostly time played for, for laughs and gags. That's mm, one thing. That's fine. That's one it's, thing. It's but... played in romance stuff a lot where the character... Oh, tell me you haven't seen this scene. <clears throat> character, they, they go out. They, this is mostly... Yeah, two characters, they go out. Mm-hmm. They're on a date. And somehow, this is mostly like Japanese stuff. There are, a, there are fireworks going on. Right, and character A decides it's the right time to confess to character B how their feelings for them, and as soon as they go to say something, the fireworks go off, and character does not hear them at all. So A and they don't say anything after the fireworks go off, even if the other character asks them, "What well, you were saying something? I didn't hear you." The big firework went off, and they don't say anything about it. Because yes, I do they believe... fall, then they fall into another trope, miss the moment or miss the right. time I for some reason. I do believe I've seen this happen a gazillion times. Yes! It is common as It shit. is the typical, what do you call it, festival yes, art? Yes, yes, the festival art. Art episode or, or episode. whatever it is. It only lasts a short whatever the fireworks go off the car and the person opens. goes to say i love you or mm-hmm. i like you or whatever and the other doesn't hear and then they don't even try again <laughs> they don't try again no that pisses me off that is one way the whole can't spit it out i have an issue with another issue is when something that i've recently been reading Main character is dealing with shit. What is? I think it's. In fact, it's a spoilers. I don't want to spoil it because it's even though we do spoil a lot of shit on this podcast, the main character is dealing with something. It's a martial artist manga, and he's dealing with some key or whatever in his body. Mm-hmm. Us, the readers, understand that the reason why he's acting agitated and weird is because. This weird key was taught to him in his body, and he doesn't know what's going on. He literally do does not understand what is going on with him, mm-hmm. right? There are people who understand what is going on with him. They are literally with him and talking to him 
but they're trying to they're, but they're trying to get him agitated but and then get him mad at him for not understand what is going on with him but they haven't they haven't this they haven't explained to him why he why this event or this phenomenon is happening to him okay so i think this is bad communication on both sides because no he, no he has asked no he doesn't know what's going on with him you said and exactly. he hasn't told them they know. that he feels a certain they way know. no 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 they know what is going on with him the reason he's with them is because they discovered what was going on with him and he's still kind of confused exactly they haven't explained it pr- enough to him that this is a situation going on in your body this is why you might seem to feel a certain way around other people whatsoever. Okay, so what is the can't spit it out part of this then? They aren't just spitting out the information in a way that he understands at all. Because of no real... There hasn't been a real reason why they haven't said anything. It's just they're not... They're waiting for him to figure it out himself. That's it. But... They know that he would get over the hurdle. They literally know that he would get over the hurdle if they just explain to him what is going on. They, there's a, literally a scene where two of the, I'll call them elders, two of the elders understand what is going on with the main character. And in and he, he's getting irritable, irritable and angry because they won't explain, they literally won't explain to him why he's there and what they can do to help him. And one elder is like, huh? You really don't think, you don't understand what's going on? You're such a, like, common class. That type of behavior, even though they were they were there to help him. They are there, literally there to help him. And they don't. And I have no clue why. It, I don't know if this falls into can't spit it out or just being a dick. <laughs> because the person you're supposed to help is in front of you. And you know what's the issue with them. You never explained it. Why? Like, why? There's, the the whole, the only reason they could come to is that they want him to figure out for himself. But he doesn't even know what's going on. See, you know, it like, it, it, fr- it frustrates the reader who knows what's going on. It frustrates, it just frustrates the reader. And I'm frustrated right now at the thing. Whenever Clearly. I think about that situation, I'm like, but you guys, you know. You know. And there have been other situations with can't spit it out where a character not just saying one or two lines leads to somebody else getting killed yeah. down the road. Or a situation being blown out, being blown way out of proportion because somebody, you know what to say? Never mind. It's nothing. I'm right. like, no! I asked you this, and Speak. we have these conversation about miscommunication and different content, and it's mostly I done say for to drama. you, Ugh. does this happen in real life? Yes, it does. Miscommunication constantly, every day, stuff happens. Yes, communication fucks over things. I'm not going to go into details of what it's going to say. That's why I always try to be clear in what I'm saying. Because I, I don't want people to misunderstand at least what I am saying. Yeah. And if I don't understand what they are saying, then I ask them again over and over in different ways to, to get clarify. it clearly. <laughs> you know? I feel like my rambling was unclear. 
It was. <laughs> uh, Maybe I have a case of cannot spit it out. Yeah, I am not sure <laughs> if that is a case of cannot. It spit might it out. not be, but it might be a mis. It might be more miscommunication. Or, yeah, or miscommunication is on my list as a trope that I don't like. It's supposed to use for drama in drama situations to cause. It's, it's to just cause drama. Cause, to cause drama because. <laughs> The, the author knows, or the writer knows, or the show person knows, director, whatever, knows that this person saying something clears up a lot of nonsense that these characters need to go through for tragedy or drama or whatever. It's just like, sometimes when I'm watching something, I'm just like, speak. Just speak. Just open your mouth and explain why you were there right. with so-and-so. Explain precisely. Just explain. It's because not that hard. Because sometimes they'll just say things and that's where the miscommunication is. They don't say... They're not clear about what they're saying. They don't explain enough for the other party to understand. And I get why it's done. I understand that... Let me just say... Tropes aren't bad. It's just... You see they some elongate of them? frustrating yes. situations, though. Yes, elongate frustrating situations. That. That's why some people drop things midway. <laughs> because if they see that something is going on for too long, yeah. they won't want to stick around. Yeah. yeah. Or if it, they see crap at the beginning of the show, they're just like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. And some people love that. Some people love the drama. And I love drama sometimes. But I hate when the drama is fueled by miscommunication yeah it's like i I rather i I like i like tragedy or whatever but i hate where it is because this is another another um trope miscommunication that kills essentially yeah where someone ends up getting dead because one person (laughs) doesn't open their mouth to say something yeah that could have saved the life oh you want to know another thing communicate something about communication whenever a character doesn't uh put out their feelings Mm-hmm. For a character, and then the character dies as well, like literally later. Uh, so they never got to say what they wanted to say. I actually and it's saw the opposite up. of that. It's the guy, I saw the effect. opposite of that. The guy raised the flag and then died. <laughs> he raised the flag and died, rightfully wow. so. So he, I just watched it. What is it? Um, Sweet Home. Ah, right. You're telling me. So, this. ooh. This is going it. to be spoilers straight up. It, <laughs> put this a, is that kind of show. Put a thing from thing from whenever this is till whatever time code for people who don't want to spoil it on Sweet Home. It's out already though, the whole I show. I know, but I mean... It just came out in 2020. Somebody who or is listening or whatever might... Just say spoilers from now till whenever. Okay, cool. spoilers starts now for Sweet Home. So, the guy tells the girl who was injured that he likes her. Okay. Okay? Yeah, cool. And then he rushes off to deal with the monster Uh (laughs) and gets killed. (laughs) He raised the flag. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I am upset at that scene, actually. <laughs> this has nothing to do with tropes right now. And the spoiler is still ongoing. But I feel that he did not have to die. He played a trope himself. He was like the sacrifice uh, or the okay. warrior. um, The warrior sacrifice. Oh, okay. That's what he was. He oh, okay. was the warrior and he sacrificed himself. Oh, but okay. in that scene, 
they made it seem like all the other characters were so filled with fear that they couldn't attack the monster. Okay. Right? They were like in this shock and they couldn't even move their hands. There was this girl with the bow and arrow. You're telling me that she couldn't even shoot the bow and arrow at the monster in his head? You're telling me that... Did the monster the, have a skill called fear and did he fear everyone? Or, or no, did literally everyone no, just shit no. their pants? This, this is one of those moments. I really think that the death was a useless unnecessary. Yeah. And I would have liked to seen his character go forward, actually. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back. Yeah. He could have come back if he had been turning, but he wasn't turning. So, no, he's dead. And then one of the guys, the, well, he's like the leader guy, he came and the warrior guy is what we're going to call him. He shouts at him to throw like the Molotov thing that the other guy had, which he did not throw on the monster. <laughs> he screams to him to throw it and he pulls the gu- the monster back into the elevator and the guy who's the leader, he trolls it. And everyone is like sad. And they're still having this shock fear scene. And I'm thinking there were at least two, three people there who could have done something to help him fight the monster. He wouldn't be dead, in my opinion. I think that's one of those scenes that was like, okay, we have to kill off we have to make, you someone. Have, we have to make this situation seem really, really dangerous. So everybody is going to be an idiot for like five minutes while this character gets killed for or, or reason. filled with fear filled and with can't fear. move. Have they fought modern monsters before? Anyhow, we're not gonna talk about, about Sweet okay. Home anymore. Spoiler ends now. <laughs> right then. So what are we talking about now? <laughs> um communication? No, no we were we, talking we were about Telling the person that I love you. Oh, right. That whole communication thing. That le- that dramatic communication. What's it called? I don't know. I don't have it here. I don't know the, the trope name for it or whatever to call it. But character announces love mm-hmm. only... No, not character announces love. Not what you were talking they about. They try to tell the person they try that they to tell them, someone that they love and them. And then they go to, the, the person, person dies. dies. Or, oh, well, or a different situation where... This is the flash. This is a good one. Do you remember the beginning of Game of Thrones? Um. This isn't yeah. about love, but this is all about how a character doesn't say anything to a character, but they never get to say the information that they promise to the character. In the beginning of Game of Thrones, uh, I'm Ned's... acting like I remember. <laughs> Ned right Stark now. tells Jon Snow because Jon wants to know about his mother, and mm-hmm. Jon is not going up to the, the wall. wall. So Ned has to go and he executes some deserters from the wall, and he talks to Snow, talks to John, saying, "Uh, one of these days I'll come and visit you up the the wall, and I'll be able to tell you about your mother." Ned never gets to tell him right, about his he mother. Got killed. He never did. Is it King's Landing? He got yeah, he got his head cut off in King's right, Landing. Right. It's those situations. I can't remember the trope name for that, but that happens so often. It is not even funny. Character is like, I'll speak to you later. I'll speak to you again. Whenever I see that, it's like, that person is never going to show up again. Yeah. Whenever it's like, I have this central piece of information that I know you've asked for or you've needed or something to resolve a situation, they never show up. They die. They inst- the moment I see that, I, I see that now as a death flag. I'll tell you later the next time I see you. 
And then you never the, see them yeah, again because the they got killed. Telling you I love you and then rushing off to fight is also <laughs> a death flag. We should just have one about death flags later. Uh, death flags. I love death flags. Look, look so <laughs> many things count as death flags. It's not funny. Anyways, um, what, I have another trope. Another one of your tropes that you want to speak it about. It is the join or die trope. Join or die. Yeah, yeah. Okay, explain. It's, it was also in Sweet Home. It's when the... Well, they could be any character, really. They could be the main character or the side character, any kind of character. Yeah. But they are given an ultimatum by mm. another party to join them right. or to die or to watch everybody who was with them die. <laughs> yeah, that's so basically. common. Yeah. I think... Extremely common, yeah. It's so cliche. <laughs> I really don't like things that are cliche or predictable. That's why when a show comes on and does something that I cannot... Expect it to do. It's just amazing. But I mean, tropes and cliches, the you can't write a story without quotes or cliches. I know, but I do know that we are listing the ones that we do find Right, but I don't annoying. like the join or die one. Yeah, I don't I really like it. You just don't like it? No, that's, I just, there's no, like, huge reason, and it's not, like, it's not a big issue, the or join or die it's thing. It's just that you've seen it. But I it. just, yeah, it's I've just, seen it. Uh, it's not fun. It doesn't impact anyone really it's just it's, it's more it's more of uh how everybody devolves into pat mentality whenever shit when the world end kind of situation you see that a lot in those type of stories mm. you know when everybody's out for themselves and you know like zombie stuff you know, most of the time you see that in that type of apocalyptic fiction type of thing it's very common because it makes sense join our group or die Give us your shit or a die. You know, that type of situation. Because yeah. everybody's fighting for survival. You see a lot of survival stuff. It's, it makes sense there most of the time. You can also have join or die type of stuff in, I guess, school situations with, like, bullying, I guess. You see that um... kind of too. You either fall in line and listen to the head honcho or you get your ass beaten up a lot. See, also there you see that type of... It's not join or die, but join and get your ass beaten for the whole time of your school experience doesn't sound very fun but yeah uh so i guess it's my turn this is very specific uh cryptically unhelpful answer this is a extremely common anything cryptically sorry cryptically unhelpful answer character gives information that is very helpful but he, they give it in such a way that nobody understands what the fuck they're saying and they never clarify at all I kind of hate, I hate, I, like, I, this one is sometimes funny to me, but because most of the time the person giving the information is like a wise old master or somebody right, who's so gone through a lot. so this one also leads to like, miscommunication. Kind of, yeah. A lot of these are miscommunication things, the issues that I have. But the cryptically unhelpful answer kind of feels like the person goes out of their way to not be straightforward. They know what they're saying is useful but they're doing it in such a way that they know that you won't figure out what the fuck they just said at all. It's kind of like a very smug way to say yes, you know? It's great sometimes when, and it doesn't overuse in my opinion, but it's one of those that's just like, why you gotta be like that? <laughs> you know? Why can't you just... Like, clearly this person is being a douchebag right Yes! Now. In answering such a way. And then you have a character who's like, explain it in English, <laughs> Yeah. You know, that type of way. And then they just swagger off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, yeah, that's just a small one, just something, a, a niggle. It isn't really... Yeah, um, like my Join Our Dime one. It isn't, yeah, really... it isn't the most annoying one, yeah. but it can be if you use... If the character shows up constantly and it and it's dropped, or or the character kind of like gives riddles in a way, but it's not looking funny in such a way, and it's not like something. I just hate it. Let me just say it. I'm just I'm, okay. right now. I'm having cannot spit it out because I can't get my point across. Point. I can't get my point across clearly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just being unhelpful with the right answer to a person. Don't look at the list. You have... I only have one more thing on my list. Okay, that's and fine. And it's something that I actually like. Oh, this is a trope that you like. Yeah. Okay, shoot. Is the fate worse than death? <laughs> that has many different types of things. What do you mean by fate worse than death? Well, the person, let's what? say, torture... Oh. Or or dying a, all the different ways, you know, and it's usually torture where they can still feel pain. Yes. Yeah. So it's also things. used in um, when people mess with people's minds in different scenarios. Yeah, they, they break yes. their mental spirit essentially. Yeah, but I like that because I think that some people. <laughs> Some people should just not be allowed to just die. It's too kind. It's too kind. Just dying. Nah, I understand. It's too easy to let some people go away with just a simple death. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have prisons and shit and throw people in jail for hundreds of years until they die. Uh Uh-huh. But you want to to take it a step further. I have an example, but this is not an example of one that I like. This is an example of one that you hate? This is an example of one I just said. In Supernatural. Okay. Oh. So Sam fell into hell and he was tortured this. for yeah. like yeah, yeah, like millennia or something <laughs> yeah, by by the devil, by Lucifer. Yeah. And Dean, the same thing happened to him. <laughs> right? Where he was tortured in yeah. hell. It, they said it was 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, and then he he gave out and started to torture other other others as well in hell. But that one, see, that's they didn't get to die. Uh, that yeah. is the the fate worse than death. Okay. So theirs was torture. Okay. You I guess know? um I guess well fate worse than death that it can also be something like I guess like rape or anything like that situation. Yeah. I think living forever is a fate worse than death being oh, immortal, immortal really it depends on some the people think it's great but if you're immortal you're definitely a lonely person if there's no one else i i mean it depends being because... lonely is worse than death oh my God. that is a fate worse than death it oh my is, God. in my opinion don't you think yeah, but some people like being alone. Being alone and being lonely okay, aren't the fair, same thing, fair, though. Fair, fair enough. That's very true. But yeah, I get your point. And let's talk about immortality then. Because you just brought it up. What about it? And you said that being alone and stuff like that. But it depends on how you, they do the immortality. Just because you're immortal does not mean that you will be alone. 
or that right, you I just enjoy if being are, a long live live person. If they're the only person, it oh, you will mean like be. this is a scenario where nobody else is around? Right. Okay. If they go through, say you're immortal. Yes. And every around, everyone around you will pass on, and other people will come. Yes. But you you'll still be a lonely person because there'll not be anyone who no, can live. stay with you I mean, for as long as you are alive. I guess. The mental toll of living long will eventually get to a person who can't die. I think... You ever watch Highlander? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think there was a... I can't remember if it was a movie or if there was the Highlander show. But what the character did is every couple of years, he would disappear. Oh, wait. I did watch this. He would disappear and he would... Uh, passed passed down his uh stuff to himself. himself. I know, right? I know, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. And then the person be like, "Oh, I just look like my grandfather or right. my father." Normally, skipping a generation so that it looks more convincing. Right. Like, my, I found out my grandfather died, and I'm here to inherit his things. Oh, I look like him. That type of shit. And he was getting on pretty okay with his life. I guess he was still kind of lonely <laughs> but i think because so much stuff has shown that oh just because you're immortal you're probably gonna be sad i don't think that that might be the case i don't think so sure maybe uh you we... only say that because you want to be immortal i do want to be immortal Kim. i know about your plans to live forever i, I do don't, don't don't tell anyone though don't tell anyone about my plans to live forever. But I don't think that it's necessarily that bad of a thing. I do okay, understand... Okay, I was just giving an example. I know, what I know, I know. I just wanted to like, talk about it some more because there's... You can be... You can probably... You can be probably immortal and be happy with it. If you're a normal human being, though, it kind of would get tiring. I won't lie. Probably seeing people do the... Probably seeing... Uh, civilizations rise and fall constantly. Maybe having kids and then out aging them, you probably would get tired of that for sure. You probably wouldn't want to have leave any people behind if you can even leave people behind, because then you just that that attachment. I think though that being immortal would be okay. I I don't think I don't think if no sorry when I become immortal that. I'll have any issues with being lonely. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, we've gone on enough. And you said you're finished with your tropes that you had. Yeah. I still have a few more. Let's see. Mary Sue and Gary Sue. You know them are Marty Stu. You know, perfect character type of thing. The character is the most perfect character. Everybody loves them. Everybody wants to get to know them. That type of character. They're the strongest. They're the nicest. They're the most humblest character ever. That oh, you mean of... those characters that I can't stand? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the reason why I brought this up is because, of, because you see it somewhat showing up nowadays in the, the isekai type of genre. With that, the character gets a number one. They get all these special powers, number one. And then number two, 
they just do they use them to be like the nicest bestest everybody loves them everybody trusts I them i think that these there aren't Sue bad are okay but, so that trope is really only seen from one perspective it's a perception trope the trope does not care about the perception from viewpoints of others or thing the character may not even think themselves to be perfect but they essentially are that's what i'm saying it doesn't have anything to do with perception they what they do hits the notes of being maybe a gary or a mary sue they're just there's they're too perfect they're okay. extremely perfect like a perfect example i would say katarina kind of is a <laughs> a mary sue from uh the death flag villainous thing remember she kind of is i a, don't think a mary she is she kind of is she does she doesn't but everyone falls for her in that sense everyone wants to be around her everyone wants to be with her she literally creates a harem, okay, a, a mixed gender harem around perfect. her. She they isn't, don't but think that she's perfect. She, is, you're missing the point. No, you aren't being clear. clear because I can't spit it out. Mm. But when it comes to Mary Sue and Guy Sue, the character or the main or female, whatever, they come across as being exceptionally perfect in every single way to most people or onlookers to them, and like. You said it's a character type that you don't, you can't, you don't like because they're just too perfect. They're just this gleaming. It's kind of when you read those uh, manga where there's that one girl in the entire school and she's like considered the goddess of the school, that type of shit. Or that one guy who's considered the most perfect person in the school. It's that type of stuff. And you see it a lot with the isekai type stuff nowadays as well. Because the characters just get all this overpower powers, then they get sent to the world, then they they help the poor, they help some slaves, then those people follow them, then they they call them masters. Like, oh, don't call me master, just call me by my name. Um, they're the most perfect person from viewpoints from those people in the world and from us as a main character. We might see into them them and realize that they're not a perfect person. Right, that's what I was saying. You're but saying it's they not... behave. They are perfect, in a sense. They, they, they. Everybody likes them. Everybody gets along with them. They do all. They go off their way to do everything. They are humble people. They even have a magical charisma that pulls people into them. In a way, you know how that stuff is. They're just. They might not be perfect in that sense, but their character is. You get what I mean? Or am I not being clear? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's they they things fall into their grasp far too easily and they're able to do everything and anything most of the time. And even if they're not, they can convince or get people to do things for them the same way. Because they are they're the golden one, essentially. They're the chosen one in a way. That's the that's another different trope altogether. Oh wait. <laughs> I actually missed one of mine. Okay. Okay. Yes. I hate Mar- Mary and Gary. I hate all of them. All the Sues. Some of them are entertaining, but I don't know. What else do you have? Uh, rejection affection. I wasn't sure what to call this, and then I found it on TV Trope Space. It's when a character 
normally played for laughs. I think I know what it is. Keep showing up and uh, making their like want to go out, want to date, uh, want to fuck that type of character constantly up in the main character space, and the main character either a completely is oblivious to the situation or they outright reject the person, but they keep doing it. Yeah. Most of the time, I will say, this is played for laughs. It's mostly a comedy, rom-com type of situation. Yeah, but it gets I don't tiresome. Like it. I've never I, liked I've it I've never liked that character typing either. It's um like in Gintama, the ninja girl. <laughs> what is her name again? Saru something? Saru. But again, there... It's literally played for laughs. Right. Gintama I never is liked a her gag. character. Yeah. I only started to like her like way, way, way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like even like tolerate her. Like because we, I don't like what she does. We could we could we literally go through Gintama and find every trope underneath the sun in that goddamn Probably. Show. Because that it's a gag a manga. It literally parody. Yeah. Like so yeah. Most of the time, it's done like that. Fine, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. I was just thinking about it. It's still one of those things that just annoys me. Yeah. Makes it's me just, uncomfortable. It's just annoying. It's like, call the cops on this person, <laughs> please. Like, the person has said no, and no means no. But that also leads... This trope leads to another one I saw. is like, yes means... No means yes. I was like, oh, yeah, pretty much. Because... You know what's worse though? What? When that character eventually goes out with the person after yeah. thousands and thousands of like. Can I tell you what I equate no. that to? What is that syndrome that they call it when you're a kidnapper? It's not a Stockholm syndrome? Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. I mean, the person to just me, gives it's in. a kind of Stockholm syndrome. That the person keeps showing up and. pestering them and oppressing them and, and like, pushing their feelings on them. Yeah. And then they're just like, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. Like, to I me, d- they've been so bombarded psychologically <laughs> that they gave in. Yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. I hate- I don't like to see when it turns into an actual relationship because it makes me it's like that person kind has, of uncomfortable. That person has way. no... Most of the time, the person doesn't have any uh, other qualities outside of just being that type of thing. Just being an annoying person who wanted you to go stalker with them. person. Yeah, stalker. Creepy stalker. Creepy stalker. Person. Wow, what a great idea for a person to date. But as, as we said, most of the time it's just played for laughs and it's played for a gag. Sometimes it isn't though. Most of the time when it isn't though, it's kind of creepy though. Yeah, I think it's always creepy, even <laughs> if it they're saying it's yeah. a joke. It always makes me feel not quite right. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something that I, we kind of almost discussed before. I what? think it was the alter character type of situation. Alter character idiot type of thing. When a character... When you were talking about Sweet Home and you said all the characters are wrong, instead of doing something to help the warrior guy, they just sat back and did nothing. Because all the characters decided to not do anything because of drama. Because drama needed to happen. This is what I call this. I have it written here out of character or conflict ball. Wherein the characters have been built up to a certain point, and then for like all of a sudden they act 
out of character just so drama would ensue from that like that situation there was another scene in sweet home as well does it have anything to do with she is this another spoiler it will be Let's just say that the character could have attacked on her own, but the scene was made in such a way where they wanted some of the other characters, like the side characters, to be involved in the action at that time because oh, they were okay. there. But they didn't But she could anything. have actually taken care of it herself, the badass lady. So but... <laughs> like like I said, the character didn't do anything just so drama would happen. Yeah. I I hate, I kind of hate, I really hate that. Yeah, when a character... Out of character. They're out, out of character mm-hmm. so that a plot point happens. Right. It's, like, it's annoying. Want to know the biggest thing? What? Let's talk about Game of Thrones after, oh like, season gosh, four. Oh my gosh, Miss Sandy. I'm so mad for you. You're not even a real person. She got her head chopped off for no reason. And I'm never going to talk about the most obvious characters. Well... It is almost obvious character. I'm going to talk about Jamie. <laughs> what did Jamie do that was out of character? You remember at the end of season seven, Jamie is like, he's going to go up to help them fight at the wall, right? And because he's having, like, okay, not even, let's stop. Not even season seven. Let's go all the way back to, like, I think season four or, yeah, season four. When Jamie gets his hand cut off and he's with Brienne. And they're making their way back to King's Landing, right? And they're in that tub and they're sitting down and getting cleaned up. And Jamie talks to Brienne about how he killed the last king. But what everybody didn't know was that the king was planning to blow up the entire King's Landing with the the great the green fire. Right. Right, okay. under the thing. So he killed him. And they call him King Slayer. They call him Murderer. But he saved, literally, every single person at King's Landing. Are you saying that that right? was his out of character? No, that is true. Jamie is talking about, I saved everyone. I couldn't stand back and essentially let the, the king kill everyone. But for that, they labeled me King Slayer. And throughout, we see his art throughout the, when him getting back. And he's like, he doesn't want anything to do with Cersei. Cersei's getting out of control. He doesn't care. He would rather go and fight and die for the seven kingdoms and never and never have anything to do with Cersei. But then but comes then... season eight, he says, listen to this, he says this, he says, the small fault, I never cared about them. As like, you built up this character as somebody who was going through the process of like, I need to do something to keep people alive. I need to be, I need to keep my promise to Ned Stark um widow i find his daughters i gave my sword to brianne called oath keeper for crying out to so that she can find her her find the daughters and get them home right i do all of this because i'm i really i know that i have not the best person but i'm not a monster he's like i'm not a monster he but no, I never cared about the small flow. I never cared for them. I didn't come. I came all the way up to the wall to for no reason, and I'm going to go all the way back down to King's Landing to die with my stupid sister. 
I don't even care about all that, but Jimmy was wrong for sleeping with Brienne and then leaving. That was fan service. That was just it wrong. It was terrible. It should have never happened if he was going to go and <sighs> dead with and Cersei. That's one of those things where everybody knows the writers can't write. That's why it was so bad. And this one of those situations where many of the characters in that end of that show were out of character. Right, so what's her face? Burned the whole place down. <laughs> Because she was going mad and evil and stuff like that. That's what, what's what, that's the reason. She also forgot about the Iron Fleet, even though literally a few moments before she mentions the Iron Fleet. But hey, I guess I don't get paid to write TV shows. Oh, God. Anyways, Game of Thrones, season eight, and uh, probably a couple of things from season five to eight have that whole out of character situation going on okay the actors know how their characters would behave better than those people who oh man i'm just getting mad at game of thrones again i thought it was right then right then right then right then there'll be a time for that yes singularly i have a trope that i forgot shoot it was the what is it the unwilling or the reluctant hero oh that's normally the, the beginning of like right. the hero's journey. I do isn't not it? actually hate this trope. Although this trope can be annoying if it Depending lasts too long. long yeah, yeah. The the whole behavior. But I think if I just came to you one day or anyone and said mm-hmm. to you, Hey Chris, yeah, so you have this ability and apparently you're good the chosen one. You have to <laughs> save the whole world. No thanks. Of course you'd say this shit out. <laughs> I don't think so. And, you know, you yeah. constantly... Any normal person, I think, would be saying, I don't think so. It um, depends on no person. No thank but, you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You mean save right? the world? What does that entail? Exactly. Save the That's world. That's danger. Why do I have to put myself in danger? Exactly. Yeah, it depends on the person. But yeah. but I like I like that trope because hero. it's. I feel it's truly realistic. If sense. something like that were to happen. <laughs> it depends. Some people are, would bounce at the chance to be a hero or Not whatever. me. I can't save you, so don't do anything, <laughs> you know, that I like, get I like you the tro- I like it too when it is done well. I don't like it when it... Well, no, uh, Unreluctant Hero. You remember uh, Suna from Hitman Reborn? Yeah, okay. Wow, my God. Yeah, that's a throwback, isn't it? That is <laughs> that, really... That, and the moment you said unreluctant uh, hero, I immediately thought about that. Because I remember clearly at the beginning of the series, and kind of throughout, he's he never really wants to be in any of those situations at all. He doesn't want anything at all to do. Mm-hmm. It's whenever he just powers... He gets the Vongola bullet thing that he actually fights and stuff like that you oh, know what i oh, remember when you i want think to know what else i hate about that show why do i think <laughs> hold on why do i think that suna and iruma are the same they kind of like have the similar s- qualities don't they well i like i told my friends too uh, is that irma kind of reminds me of older manga and anime and it kind of has that comedic feel to at the beginning. Right. So what is it that you wanted to say? Right. Um, 
Well, Reborn. The other thing that I hate, hated about that. Do you know how that show ended? Well, not the show. Do you know how the manga ended? No. Suna kind of reg- kind of still the same character. Oh right, I think you told me about this. In a way, and it kind of is. It really, it feels like the character went through so much nonsense and shit. But then at the very end, he kind. It didn't. F- he felt the same. Maybe it's just the way how it ended. It just ended for a way like a laugh because it was comedic. Still can't, pr- can't. Still can't confess to the girl that he liked. But at the same time, the, I remember the whole reason why he liked the girl was because she was the first girl to speak to him at school or some nonsense like that. But then, why do you like her so much? Then, since he barely knows her. But then uh, there were times where he would like, I would die for this girl that I barely know. But then he doesn't have the courage to at least say that he likes her at the end of the manga. You, you went through so much nonsense. You thought that he would have grown some balls? Is that yes! what you're trying to say? Yes! Uh-huh. Like, like it, it felt weird. I, I, I get that the whole romance wasn't really the most important part of that show and at all, but it was it's the weirdest thing. Weirdest thing. Like, it's just... That's... Okay, is it... His whole not confessing, is that... It's just the most... Because it's the most... Because I remember at the beginning, he behaved this way. You remember whenever he got his powers, he would lose his clothes? You remember that part of the fucking series? No. For the first 20 or so chapters... Whenever the man got the Vongola bullet, he would lose his goddamn clothes and he would run around his boxers. No, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember that nonsense. And I'm like, I watched this character go through a whole bunch of stuff, travel through goddamn time for crying out loud, actually grow a bit. And then at the end, he's still this kind of cowardly type of kid. I was just like, oh, this doesn't feel like it lines up right for me. I don't know. It's just something that I'm remembering since I brought up Suna when you brought up Unrelenting um, Hero. Mm-hmm. You would think that after all the stuff he's going through, that some amount of confidence or change would build up in the person. Like, legit. Like, friggin' you annoying. You wanted to see some change in his character exactly. and you didn't and you were disappointed. Yeah, because it was the but end. But all characters don't change. I know. One of my favorite characters is what you call a wrong circle. A wrong character. Not flat, but their development doesn't go very far. Not all characters need character development. Yes, right. I understand that. That is fine. You just think that the main character who's going through most of the stuff would at least change a little bit, you know? Anywho, my last and final trope mm-hmm. for the night is time travel nonsense. The reason why I didn't just put time travel and I put time <laughs> travel nonsense is because there's many, many different ways to do time travel. In stuff and a lot of them rely on what what the doctor call what a doctor who call it time wobbly wobbly woo space stuff when he talks about what? what's inside the TARDIS 
time is just wibbly wobbly woo that type of shit but yeah time travel nonsense instances where time travel is used in a story or whatever and it doesn't just time travel just time travel nonsense i don't really want to explain i don't okay but it what just kind came... of time travel travel time <laughs> travel nonsense what are you saying like in doctor who again where the doctor says that you can't you can't change things because fixed points in time this isn't a new doctor who thing this is a thing that's been doctor who forever fixed points in right time. it's like that in a lot of time travel things where they say that you can't change yes what happens but what's the point then you mean of time travel because then you have the whole time travel to the past, don't do anything, or not you're going to mess up the present. Or you time travel to the past to fix something so that you could get to the present, so the present is what it is. Here's what I want to whole... know, though. They put a lot of um, emphasis on the big things that could be changed. But what if you kicked a you went back into into the past right and you kicked a can into the street kind of thing (laughs) one small thing can cause huge things exactly so it's not always like going and changing in like huge the huge point no it doesn't matter you know that's what i'm saying sometimes you see characters go back in time and And i'm sure that characters in Doctor Who and other things have changed things by just walking by. Yes. The air was too strong and it did something to a paper and the paper <laughs> flew. You know? I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of episodes of that like, in the Doctor Who. I'm pretty I sure there's an episode where somebody literally does kick a can in the road and it causes a car to get in an accident and kill somebody. Exactly. And that See? person turns out to like be important or something like that. I don't know. The reason why I put time travel nonsense is because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it, and a lot of stuff just... Like, Doctor Who is time travel fun nonsense. Well, I don't know how the current seasons are to call them fun. (laughs) But it's like, we can do whatever we want, except when we can't do whatever we want. Yeah. Or it also has the whole thing where we can do stuff but it just has to turn out the same way, kinda in the so in the present, so that it doesn't change anything important. What always gets me is like they say that we'll do different things to have the same effect yes. in the present. However, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> wow! And that instant it was gone wow somebody came back in time and stopped you from saying what you wanted to say thus leading to this point where you didn't say what yeah you wanted it was to say. like my words were taken <laughs> wow but yeah time travel nonsense well yeah that's like for trolls for me really i could right, go into time travel on. nonsense but i don't i, I can't right now i'm tired after bitching about these other things maybe another time Okay. And we did ever talk about genres. We'll do that later. <laughs> right. Let's not do that right now. Final notes, Kim. Final notes. On any tropes that you wanted to, that you spoke about, anything, anything else extra you gotta add? No. Okay. 
Do you have anything extra to add? Not right now, no. Okay. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, toddlers and tiaras. No. <laughs> this has been Rambling Tea Time. I hope you guys have a good night. Good night, everyone.